Hey everyone, this is City Councilor Samantha Perlman, and we are back for a new episode of our uh, Young People in Marlboro podcast called Youth Voice Matters. Again, every episode, we're going to highlight change makers in our communities that are taking their advocacy to the next level. And we're so excited to have um, this episode be about youth entrepreneurship and creativity and have the founders of Leela's with us this afternoon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Youth Voice Matters. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jesse Hogan. And to, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about youth entrepreneurship and creativity. Um, joining us today will be my co-host, uh, Marissa, as well as Nishi and Lale, who started um, Lilith here in Marlboro. Here is our conversation. Hi, I'm Lale. I'm the founder of Lilas. Um, I basically take initiative on larger projects and kind of reaching out to people. And I'm 17. I'm from Marlboro. And then my pronouns are she and her. I'm Nishi. I'm basically in charge of finance and logistics, kind of just planning all of that. My pronouns are she, her. I'm 17 and I'm also from Marlboro. Um, thank you so much for having us. Also, um, we have a third member, Kaya. She's not able to join us, but she's part of our design team. She's also 17. We go to school with her. She's from AMSA and yeah, she plays an important role in kind of the design of Lila's. Hi, I'm Marissa. Um, thank you so much for tuning in again to our podcast. We are excited to start this conversation. All right, awesome. Um, so to kick us right off here, um, why don't you guys start by telling us what is Lila's and along with that, what inspired you all to found it? What is the background behind the name? So the name itself is actually inspired by kind of my heritage. So I'm Estonian and Lila's in Estonian means purple. And so the kind of background for the design, we thought of red and blue fusing into purple. And then the two colors, which are like such like polar opposites, red and blue, kind of signify creativity and um, like self-expression with logic and mathematical skills. And we believe those skills are both like equally important in a, like child's development. So we thought the fusion of those forming like a red and a blue brain would be a really cool design logo. So that's our logo. And the name basically just means purple, which signifies like the fusion of those. And basically what we are is that we're an organization based in Marlboro and we, we provide children in need around ages three to 12 with like books, games, educational toys. We're really kind of broadening the range of donations we're accepting, but basically anything that kind of helps educate a child or helps them to like find what their passions are and kind of make sure that they're like spending time in a safe way. And basically how we got started was I grew up loving art. I was super involved in art like as a kid and in high school too. I'm the president of National Art Society and I do it with Kaya. And I realized that I had a lot of like supplies from when I was a kid that I didn't really use anymore and that were in good condition. And I wanted other kids to have them as well. So I noticed there weren't really a lot of charities locally that focused on that. So I wanted to start one. So I sent a business plan to Nishi and Kaya and asked if they'd be able to help. That's such a good idea getting everyone involved in art, especially um, kids who don't have the supplies that now they're exposed to it and hopefully can get into it. Um, so what was your experience starting and expanding a nonprofit, especially during like in the middle of this pandemic? It's been kind of, it's provided some challenges, but it's honestly been kind of rewarding to overcome them. We've been doing everything virtually. Actually, it's been hard for Kaya, Nisha and I to meet all together, but we hold virtual meetings. Um, we used to do it twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday. Now it's mostly once a week. 
but we communicate virtually and we try to do a good job of doing that. We keep a lot of spreadsheets, tracking donations. Um, we're very involved with each other kind of through our group chats and everything. And probably like the most, like the biggest setback is not being able to see each other so often, but we really try to make up for that with like our communication. Um, right, just it's like, I guess what we really wanted to do was meet each other because I've been seeing Lala and Kaya since March because because school ended right in March. So it's been, um, I guess, weird not seeing them. But um, the only like remote, I mean, the only local aspect of the whole thing is just collecting the donations and dispute and um, like giving them out. So everything else is done remotely. So Nishi, like, what do you, what's your role? Like, what, what do you do in Lila's and, you know, what's the kind of back end of the work that you do? So basically what I do, um, I kind of just help out with um, like finance. Okay, so basically we do have, we keep track of our finances. Right now we're not taking monetary donations, but we do spend money on different expenses like on the website. And we do wanna uh, eventually do ads on social media as well, promoting our business. So just keeping track of our finances and what we can spend, how much we do have for that. Also helping out um, with social media as well. Um, kind of tracking analytics and seeing what does work and stuff like that, trying out different themes and formats. Um, we are planning to do some live, stream, live streams in the future. And for that, um, we do wanna have um, a ticket price for it so we can raise funds for um, say for like in future, um, in-person future events. Um, so for that, we um, needed to find a different platform to use it like um, I think currently we're going to be using Eventbrite, which is like this ticketing platform. So I've been trying to figure that out. Um, also, because we're all minors, we can't oh we can't have a bank account or like a PayPal or anything. So I also have to figure out how to um, manage that and what other platforms we can use um, to kind of work around that um, obstacle. What do you hope will be the long-term impact of Lila's? So. We know that some people are hesitant about receiving donations right now because of the pandemic. So we're hoping to kind of shift gears and do more virtual projects. We're considering hosting some virtual workshops like art workshops and science experiment workshops because a lot of kids aren't really able to do those hands-on projects in school right now since they're remote. And we'll believe that those hands-on like projects, kind of experiments, art projects are really crucial in a, like child's development and their education. So we've been trying to like provide that opportunity to kids as well, especially if they don't feel safe receiving a physical donation. So that's kind of where we're hoping to take Lila's right now. We've already planned a workshop and I think we're going to start one in early December and continue doing more of them. And another like goal we have is probably to expand our reach to more towns. We know there's a lot of underfunded schools in the Boston area. So we're hoping to expand our reach and maybe get our word out to them. And yeah, that's basically overall our goals, just to kind of make sure we're being safe, expand like, expand ourselves virtually, and then kind of connect with people from different towns. Um, I just want to also add, this is something we do plan to do long term. I know a lot of a big criticism is they're only doing it for college, but we plan to do it when we're actually in college, even if we do end up going to different colleges all over the country. So it is definitely something that we want to stay with for a really long time. Yeah. Um, Basically, we're doing a lot of stuff virtually now. So we figure that even if we are in college, if we have some help back home, which 
I do have family here, so they'd be willing to handle donations. We could like very reasonably be able to handle this while we're in college as well. That's so awesome to hear that you guys have made um, such a long-term commitment to this project. And I mean, especially as students ourselves, I can definitely see how, you know, being students and being in the world of education would kind of impact the work and the, the vision behind this project that you guys are working on. Um, so overall, really great to hear that you guys are um, making strides towards real change in our community and much applause for that. Um, with that being said, changing gears a little bit um, more towards kind of a general perspective, um, what advice do you guys have for young entrepreneurs in our community? I mean, you guys have obviously um, done a lot of work in getting this started and creating something really unique and awesome for our community. Um, but if anyone, any of our listeners are interested in doing the same, like what advice would you give to them? So it was actually kind of challenging getting started, but writing a business plan definitely helped. We kind of outlined everything from kind of what other people were doing, kind of just outlining every step of the process. And even though we ended up revising a lot of that, having that kind of document or plan to refer back to really helped. It actually takes a while to like develop an organization like this. So it kind of takes a lot of preparation, like months of preparation. We started in March and actually didn't launch until July 11th because we were so busy like revising our business plan our scheduling, our website, because that was really important to us. So an advice I have for young entrepreneurs would be to plan ahead for sure. And then another piece of advice I'd add is probably to ask people outside of your team for feedback and being open to criticism. We actually had to like ask a lot of people for feedback on our website. And kind of just in general, we'd gave, like we'd let people review our website before we published it. Jesse, I think you were actually one of them. And then we also just got a lot of advice from people overall, like on how to make our packaging more sustainable and kind of on translations like into Spanish and Portuguese as well. So a lot of people definitely did help us through the process and we're super grateful for their support. And we've also received some criticism as well, like on the layout of the website when people first opened it, which actually we found very helpful. So kind of being open to any feedback and working with other people is very important as well. I just want to add um, along with that, my advice would be have like regular meetings and have a lot of open communication. I think it's really important for people to be open about what they like and dislike because if you have other team members and somebody's uncomfortable with something, it kind of blow up in your face later if you know you actually end up doing the thing. Like um, during the summer, we did talk about the idea of doing in-person events, but I was not comfortable with it because I mean, first of all, I didn't think that people would want to come because like of COVID was so like unknown still in the summer. And it was like, people were being very safe. I think this was more like early summer. So maybe like May or June. So that's something I brought up and we didn't do any in-person events, which I think worked out for the better just to keep everybody safe. Yeah, for sure. Like we all have different opinions on stuff and sometimes people, it can be kind of difficult to bring that up in a meeting. So making sure you're very open about that we actually used Google Forms sometimes and people would kind of just write, like even though there were three of us in a team, everyone would kind of write their opinion on a certain project. And while in a meeting, it seemed we all had like a similar opinion on something, it turned out that we all had very different perspectives on the same idea. So using that kind of form of communication also really helped us. And yeah, it kind of really helped us get a start and we kind of solidified our plan for Lila's too. On another note, um, I have another question for you guys. Um, so 
I know that you guys have different kind of sections of your organization or kind of different categories that you arrange um, your donations into. Um, what sort of subjects does your organization focus on specifically? And like, what are what is the breakdown of, of your organization? Oh yeah, of course. So at first we started out with a very like specific list of categories. We had architecture, math and logic, art donations. And then we also had, I think, astronomy and then biology and medicine donations. And then we found that narrowing the li like list of categories that like closely down kind of prevented people or discouraged people from donating because they were worried that their donations didn't really match a category. So right now we're kind of broadening the amount of donations we're receiving or the type of donations. We've also been accepting books too, which we find really helpful because a lot of children don't have access to books. In terms of what our team handles individually, um, we're more focused on kind of the roles within our organization because um, Nishi handles more of the finance. I kind of just handle initiating projects and Kai handles the design, but we track all the donations we receive. We track the date we sanitize them, the date we receive them. And then we also track the type of donation we have. And then we kind of filter out like which donations are more most popular, like how many donations of this like type of category we're receiving just to kind of keep track of how we're doing. And we recently added an English category a sports category and a history category as well because we don't really think we think a lot of children struggle struggle having access to like those materials as well so receiving donations like those would be helpful that's awesome to hear um it sounds like you guys are pursuing so many things at once um and i can see that being so um intimidating to you know people that are trying to start doing things like that but as young people and as people that are figuring out yourselves i can imagine that it's a process um and so that's awesome to hear that you guys are working through that. Um, and to follow up, um, as a young person kind of taking on this role and taking on this, this responsibility, um, did you find the process of kind of figuring out what you were doing intimidating or did it kind of just come naturally? It kind of comes naturally as you go. I mean, each experience is so different. Like I've had experience writing a business plan before, so that part wasn't too challenging, but designing a website was completely different. I had never really done that before and Kaya helped me a lot through that. So it just really depends on the experience. Like Nishi, for example, has had more experience with interviews. So that part comes naturally to her. So we kind of all bring our skills together and with them like on our team, it's just like amazing. And I'm like so grateful to have them kind of working together. And I really found it rewarding. Um, I also want to add that we've also learned how to like, so we contact lo local businesses. We did that early in the year to help promote our business by using flyers. So we've also learned how to, um, I guess, contact them and ask them and kind of uh, build uh, relationships with them, which has also been really interesting um, to do that. Yeah, for a lot of them, we would just like sometimes walk in and ask or set up an appointment and ask, which, would be, which could be kind of nerve wracking, but we honestly found it worth it. And they were all really supportive of our idea. Um, so we do this thing with all of our guests that come onto the podcast, and it's called the Fast Five. So I'm going to say, ask you five questions, and just give me the first answer that pops into your head. All right, you ready? Ready. Okay, question one. What is your favorite song on repeat? Anything by Beyonce. I think right now it's I Never Want to Die by B. Miller. She just came out with a new album, which is very good. Who is your favorite role model or activist? Probably RuPaul, because I'm just so shy and he's like so outgoing that I kind of look up to him and admire his confidence. Um, mine is a poet named Ruby Carr. 
She um, she's written multiple books and she's a great poet and a lot of her stuff is very inspiring and I love her work. What is your favorite subject? English. Um, mine is probably English or history. What is the last movie you watched? It was The Office. I don't know if that counts. We'll count it. We'll count it. Okay, sounds good. Um, mine was this um, Hindi movie. It was a horror movie, but it was really bad. It was like a two out of 10, but my mom still wanted to watch it. But yeah, it was not scary at all. All right, last one, Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. I agree, Instagram. You guys did great. You survived the fast five. Um, Jesse, any final words? Yeah, so to leave you guys off, um, I just want to ask you, Lale and Nishi, um, to definitely plug your social media so everyone who's listening to us can go follow you and check out the work you're doing. And um, then also to leave us with your final words of inspiration and encouragement to leave our listeners with. Our Instagram is lilas.mabro, L-I-L-L-A-S dot Mabro. And then our website is www.lilas.online. And some advice I have for a young entrepreneur is just not to be afraid of starting. It's honestly so rewarding in the end and probably just to really commit to it and kind of be passionate about what you're doing and make sure you are before you start. So yeah, um, yeah, just get started and just, I mean, I guess don't think about so much what other people are gonna say about your organization or like are other people gonna judge it or are they gonna think it's cringy or whatever, just do it, you know? And I feel like once you actually start, it becomes so much easier and you get more passionate about it as you start working on it. That's so true. And then working with the right people just makes it so much better. Thank you so much, Nishi and Lale, for joining us today. Your organization is so inspiring and we learned so much about it and we hope others can take from it and start to build their own nonprofits. Um, oh, thank you to all our listeners today for joining in to our podcast. Um, please join us next time on Youth Voice Matters.